A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Are you serious? Hello, part two of our best of the year here for How to Kill an Hour. Our best of 2017 is what you were listening to. If you've missed the first half, then uh, I suggest you go back and listen to part one of our best bits of 2017. Anyway, this is How to Kill an Hour. My name is Marcus Bronzy. There's plenty of ways to kill some time out there. Right now, you are killing some time with us. And as I've mentioned... It's our best of the year. So in episode 176, we had Otis from The Gadget Show. He popped over on the show and spoke to us about a number of things. The first part of his conversation with us, the first clip, should I say, is actually at the end of the last episode. Uh, So this continues on from this. This is the part of episode 176 where Otis tells us all about his world record-breaking attempt. Another world record I've got. Uh, which is one of the more stupid ones was they said, let's take a regular road bike. So a push bike bicycle. Um, and let's put some, um, electric electro ducted fans onto it. So these are, these are big fans, um, which have uh big batteries on them. And they, you know, they're like, um, they're like little jet engines. We strapped six of these to, um, a drop handle racing bike. And, um, the plan was to go as fast as possible down a, down a drag strip a quarter mile drag strip and um we got in touch with guinness and they said okay no one's attempted a, a world record like this before but it can't be just arbitrary you can't just go two miles an hour and say yeah, yeah, yeah it's a world record so they set the lower limit at 62 miles an hour if i broke that then they would recognize it as as an official world record how do they decide stuff like that though how, did, how, do you know how they kind of just decided on 62 mile I, an hour or? i don't i i would imagine that they look at any other records that are similar right okay and so there has to be a level of um has to be a level of uh effort possibly risk mm. um that that go into making because i did wonder decision. that because like surely if i just said pizza a million times in a row like just pizza 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 there must be a world record for that you know <laughs> mm. i can do that yeah. but, but they would i guess they would have to recognize yeah, yeah, it yeah. so i'd be like nick you'd have to be running at 60 miles yeah, an hour exactly. <laughs> <laughs> delivering a pizza while saying at the same time so so the lower level was 62 miles an hour yeah D- how did you get to break that record Bro, it was horrible it was horrible. Um, I had um, I had motorbike gear on, All right? So, uh, so you're not you're not really as as agile wearing that gear as you should be on a push bike. Although I didn't have to pedal, I, I literally just had to sit on the bike. Now this drag strip is um, quite sticky, so we found that at thirty miles an hour, the handlebars were just rattling, 
um, and that I was losing any streamline aspect. And the fear was go any more over 30 miles an hour and I'd end up stacking it, um, mm. having a crash. Must have been scary. Um, and it was, it was, it was scary. Um, and I was less than halfway in terms of the speed I required. Mm. Um, so at about 32 miles an hour, I said, we, we can't do this anymore. But I had noticed that when you, when, when we came off the sticky track onto the runoff, the wobbling stopped. So even though there was a fair bit of debris from where cars crash and stuff like that on the runoff, we figured it was best to attempt it there. Um, and I managed like a, a 59 and a 61. Um, and they said, can we do it one more time? And I swear to you, I had nothing left in me. I really, really, really didn't want to, because the closer I got to 62, even on the runoff, the more it was wobbling. Um, so with the last run, I literally just tried to focus everything into my arms to try and keep them, not lock them out, but just to try and manage the vibrations as much as possible. You can do it. You can do it. You can do it. I pray to every God available that the measuring equipment worked. If it didn't work, I'm going to jail because I'm going to kill somebody. <laughs> 72 miles per hour. I'm a record breaker. And again, another example of the relief. Do you know what I mean? As well as the you know, the feelings of, uh, uh, achievement as well. So I've got that plaque up on the wall in my, uh, my downstairs bathroom. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. Mad achievements over the years, man. It's, it's, it's been, it's been a crazy ride. Impressive, right? And also very scary. So that was when Otis from the gadget show joined us. There's been a brand new season of the gadget show in 2017 on Channel 5. I believe if you go to channel5.com, you can watch it back. Great season. And they got into some great techie stuff, man. Um, we were also joined by Colin Furs, a YouTuber on episode 192. Now, Colin is a YouTuber that I'd say is very different to what might pop into your mind when the phrase YouTuber comes up. He makes amazing creations. And sometimes when you're making amazing creations you might rub the wrong people up the wrong way. He explains more here. Um, so you make loads of stuff that blows up and you shoot stuff and there's fire coming out of it. You must have like had a little slap on the wrist from the police at some point because, you know, it's fun stuff. Yeah, but I've had the old 5 around. <laughs> back yeah, in uh, 2010, I think it was, I, uh, I put a flamethrower on the back of a moped, uh, which is a fantastic idea. You know, it was pretty cool. But uh, yeah, police didn't like that. But uh, I think it was mainly because the, the photo got in all the papers mm. and the photo was me on a public road. I think if I'd have done it down a country lane or in my back garden, yeah, uh, you know, they may have looked at it, but may have thought, oh, he's all right, he's in his back garden, because mm. I think it was burning up the road with it. So, mm. you know, lessons learned and all. But I know the Stanford, Stanford police, they watch, they watch my videos. Right. I went to pick up an Indian one night and there was a load of them all waiting for a takeaway. And they and they just all all it was just questions. Oh, what about that thing? That's really cool. What are you doing now? What are you doing next? Right. And I forget. Yeah. You should have said flamethrower on a motorbike. Yeah, <laughs> see what they say. Yeah, very convenient. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All the things I listed are were not weapon related at yeah. all. Yeah, 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 definitely. Among other things on the same episode, he also discussed his favourite ever build as well. This is going to be a bit of a, a hard question for you, I reckon. Yeah. What do you think is your proudest build to date? It's tricky. I get asked always like, Wait, what's your favourite one? Yeah. And there's a few there's a few different ones that have done different things. 
for me if you know what I mean like so I'll look at certain builds like the world's fastest mobility scooter was like the one that really cracked the media it was like in every newspaper it you know it got me on like a few little tv shows and stuff like that so it kind of it brought a lot of extra audience to me in a different way um and it was one of my favorite world records so I like that for that but then you kind of look at like the jet bicycle which is like my most viewed video and and you think oh that's pretty cool that was really dangerous it's really noisy it was like you know completely mashed together with from junk and bits and bobs but then this thing's like the bunker that was like uh, a project which was kind of like we used to build underground dens when we was kids i used to live next door to a quarry we used to dig hole and then you you know make a little pallet box sort of thing and then kind of cover it over with mud so it's basically the adult version of something i used to do as a kid and it was just so huge and it's you know i go down there you know pretty much every day now anyway because my mate uses it for band practice and stuff so that's like one of those really awesome projects, which is, oh, that's that's cool. How do you top that sort of thing? So that's got, you know, I like that for the reason the hover bike is like was just an absolutely barking mad idea, which I, I no idea if it was going to work or not. But luckily enough, gambling with Ford's money on that one, I said to him <laughs> when they rang up, I said, oh, Colin, we want you to make a really crazy vehicle. And I was like, I've got this idea. We'll strap these two things together, which in theory should lift my whole body weight up. Let's do that and see if it flies. You know, but if it doesn't, you spent a load of money on some hover, you know, on some propellers and stuff. And it might not work. And they, you know, but they went along with it, so and it was good. It paid off, though. You know, big big video. Yeah, and it and it did actually work. It did. It got off the ground. It was hard to control, but it did. It did. You know, function. Yeah. Uh, you know, it did hover and it was a bike, so it did what it says on the tin. And, and you know, from somebody making something in their garage, I don't think I did too bad, really. He also managed to relate his creative process to one of my favourite types of fast food. You can build hover bikes, uh, tornadoes, firework tornadoes, souped-up dodgems. You've got no real professional training. You've taught yourself. I actually spoke to somebody who, by chance... yeah was working with you on some branded content. We won't mention them. Okay. And I've, I, I, was, I was like... You could do. I've not fell out with anybody. No, 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 no. I just, you know... Yeah. I mean, I, I mentioned... No, I won't do it. But I mentioned your working process. I was just like, he makes some cool stuff. How do you know what he's going to come out with? And they mentioned a napkin arriving with some drawing on it. Yeah. And it got me thinking, what's your actual process of putting stuff together? Because I thought he's going to have rulers, this, that, da 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 yeah, you know. I, get, I mean, because I get a lot of people ask for like the blue. Oh, you got the yeah. blueprints for that. Yeah. And I'm like, where the, where there the isn't schematics? There's, yeah. there's nothing. There's not. You know, there's no CAD. Some people, go, oh yeah, do you work it all out on CAD first? I'm like, no, computers don't come anywhere near the process whatsoever because it would take me as long to draw it on the computer that it would be actually to make the thing. <laughs> um, so most of the time, I might do a couple of little scribbles on a pad. Like if I need to work out. Like if there's like a lever system or something like that, how's it all gonna work? I did this uh, these arm mounted rocket launchers. So like you flick a switch and these little tubes like pop out and you fire like fireworks out of them. So just to work out how that was gonna work, I just did a little rough drawing and I got some like lollipop sticks and just pushed some nails through them just to think, yeah, yeah, that'll work. And it's literally just simple things like that. So I can't, you know, if somebody asks for the blueprints, take a photo of some lollipop stick. <laughs> hey, I mate. <laughs> that's, that's what I did. Good luck. <laughs> uh, so, like, I can't, I can't believe it. So you, just, you, you literally just, you just what's begin. in your mind, you just, you just go. Yeah, you it. just have to begin. I mean, it's it's the same with anything. Like, take the, take the dodge them like I did. Uh, you've got this, 
you know that everything has to fit within the shell of the Dodger and the, and within the tire. So the first thing is right, take the tire off. Let's make you know the base of the tire because that's the absolute widest. Nothing can go out of that. So you kind of you kind of do that. You sit that on the floor, and then you're right. I need a back wheels. I need some front wheels, and you kind of place them roughly where you want and then you just quite clamp them with the clamps i think right so that's going to sit there the front steering system i looked at it and thought that looks terrible but i can't dwell on it at the moment because i need to work out where other bits are yeah and you so you just start stuff and you might have to go back a couple of, you know like you might advance further wrong and think well actually there's more room to do this than i thought there was because that's managed to go further back and whatever and then you can adjust it afterwards but if you stand there staring at it or trying to measure it and work it out sometimes it takes just as long and it's it's easier to see problems when there's something physically kind of assembled in front of it you you know you can look at things slightly differently you think ah i was going to do it like this but maybe we won't bother with that now we'll just shove that right up there and then we can put it on the other side or something like that so it's a fluid thing yeah and when I watch a video, obviously your videos are only a few minutes long at a time. Mm. So it makes me feel like you put it together in a few minutes. How long do your builds take? They they take a while. I mean, people, some people moan like, oh, I've got to wait a week for the next part. And I'm like, yeah, but what you've just seen may have took me two weeks to make. Um, and it's not just what you're seeing made as well, because obviously I'm filming it and editing it and making the video as well. So that's that's that takes time. So it's just such a laborious process uh, that they it, there it, it has it does take a long time. You might get lucky and make something which you can slap together in a day, mm. but some of the you know the bigger ones. I mean, like the bunker was like two months to yeah, do that from start to one, finish. Yeah. The, the hover by I think was about a month and a half, two months, just trying to make it. it was the first version of it didn't even get off the ground; it was too heavy. Mm. So I have to like, ch- I have to keep chopping bits off it because it just wouldn't even lift off. <laughs> so. Because you can't kind of go on belt and braces because you kind of think, right, we need to make something that's stable, sturdy, mm. and if it like you know was to f- flip or anything or crash onto the ground, it'd be fine. All that got chopped off. So yeah. couldn't have any of that on it. <laughs> had to go because he wouldn't get off the floor. I'm not going to lie, watching that video, y- you look like you're a slip away from just like falling to some sort of evil villain's death at the end of a film, like a diehard film or something like I, that. I, I, I suppose I do, I, you know, I tend to do things on a knife edge. Yeah. You are on the edge of potential disaster. Maybe, maybe. you're here still. But you're yeah, yeah, doing yeah, all right. Yeah, made it here, didn't I? Yeah, the, the cab ride here, to be fair, has made me feel sicker than anything I've ever built. Yeah, so you, you're not you're not a good passenger. <laughs> not a good passenger. <laughs> not a good passenger. No, they said, oh, we'll, we'll get a cab in. I didn't think anything of it, really. Didn't really... You know, know how long a journey it is, and like halfway through the journey, like Crean is looking at me. Are you all right? And I'm like, Yep, I'm all right. Just keep going. What well, is it? The speed bumps, or is it just being in the back of a car? Because you know, London, there's loads of speed bumps. Uh, it's a bit of both. I think it's as well. I'm a control freak. Yeah. I like to, you know, I like to. I've got this saying. Well, I've been made. I like to hold the chips. I used to go. I used to go to this chip shop when I was younger. This old girl, Kylie, lovely, lovely girl. Mm. And we bought this massive bag of chips. And even if she bought them, I still wanted to hold them. So, because I felt like I had more control. And it's not like I wouldn't share them. They're her chips. Yeah. You can have them. Yeah, we'd share them sort of thing. But I always had to hold the chips. Okay. And do you think that's maybe the beginnings of of what put you in in this direction in life, holding the chips? (laughs) Who knows? Maybe it was. You've got to, you know, you've got to go out and do stuff, haven't you? Yeah. So, you know, so holding the chips is all part of that. So How about now? No, Do you I'm still a- hold the chips? Oh, yeah, totally. Right. I'm, I'm a shepherd. I'm not a sheep. <laughs> That's the other saying, <laughs> eh? There's some people in life just follow the way. They're sheep. Yeah. Whereas, you know, I'm a shepherd. 
the shepherd that is Colin Furs. Now, a word that's been thrown around a lot in 2017, and and I'm going to be honest, prior years as well, when discussing new types of technology, is smart. So we've had smart TVs. You get smartphones. We've got smart watches. We found something that's smart that you wouldn't think could be smart in episode 194. Would I be right in saying that as well as discussing different ways to kill time, we also talk about new bits of tech out there? Of course we do. A lot of the time, do we talk about new sexual activity helping (laughs) products? Without a doubt. Okay. We've had a drone with a dildo on it. Yeah. Yeah. We've had friggin' mechanical con- uh, dicks. Yeah. yeah. Bionic penises. We've, we've porn for the blind. We've had porn for the, porn for the blind. Come on. Yeah, porn for the blind. Come on. We've had sexual health. You know, Pornhub needs to win a Nobel Peace Prize out here. Because <laughs> by keeping people happy and relaxed. Yeah. There's less, there's less trouble out there, you know. Trust yeah. me. Um, you know, yeah, I mean, knocking one out yeah. has got to put everyone in a good mood. I don't know anyone that's angry after a good seeing two. Yeah. So anyway, we've had smart devices in yeah. panties as well yeah. for men and women. Yeah. yeah. I think we found the smartest device yet. Okay. It's a smart condom. Mm. Okay. Now, British do? condoms, it, it has got something called the icon. Uh-huh. I like it. Because obviously it's got one eye in it, yeah? Just like we have, yeah? And and the con, it's condom. It, technically, it's not a condom, but I'm going to let them off. It's a cock ring, but it's sensor laden when it sits over the base of your appendage okay. while you do your thing. Yeah. And then after you've, you, you know, like a, a, a Fitbit. Yeah. After you have done the business, mm-hmm. you know, a little bit of, how's your father? Yeah. You know, all that bit. Uh, sex, yeah. right? Other people like to call it. Afterwards, you compare the ring with your uh, icon app. I presume in your iPhone via Bluetooth and check out a variety of information and statistics. <laughs> Would you like to know the statistics you can get? Yeah. Tell from me what you've been doing with your statistic. Yeah. Uh, you can find out how many calories you burnt, speed of thrust. Yeah. Total number of thrusts. Yeah. Frequency of sessions, total duration of sessions, average velocity of thrust and girth measurement. The data is collected and it's completely anonymous if you want it to be. Yeah. And Icon's worth 60 quid and available for pre-order. I love this. I don't. I, I, we're measuring everything. I got, I got, I'm wearing a step counter right now. Yeah. I'm walking down the street counting how many meters I've walked. Now I want to <laughs> know how much I'm thrusting. Yeah, I don't like this, man. You know me, I'm always a city. I don't like this. <laughs> you don't want to know your velocity. Yeah. Do you know what it is? I don't want other people to know. And sometimes, yeah, when the information's out there, it's, it's collated all in one place. I mean, look, look at Korea. Korea are hacking these days. Imagine if this information gets into the wrong hands, the wrong women, the wrong female organisations. That's a lot of relationships going down the pan. But what if it went the other way? What if your statistics were premiership level? <laughs> yeah. What if you had nine out of ten statistics for everything and word got out by accident? Yeah, the women will be at your window like Dawn of the Dead. <sighs> trying to smash Trust it with me. the air. You have to beat them off. If they know that you've got that primo velocity... <laughs> You've got you've got total your total number of thrusts. I mean, I suppose this could lead to negotiations. Hey, babe, you know, I heard that you kind of got a slow speed of thrust. Hey, but my frequency of sessions and my total number of thrusts is high, though. So when you average that out, I don't know. I don't know. The, the, the women are going to be in the playground, like with trading cards at their workplace. Like, hey, have you seen this guy? He's got this level. <laughs> <laughs> He's level nine. 
Oh, he's whack, man. He's whack, man. His total duration of sessions is well below average. I'll raise you, Stephen. His girth is seven. (laughs) 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 Yeah. I can see that there's going to be a lot of banter with the women in the workplace. Do you think that that this would be something that... Because we are measuring everything. Like People want to measure everything from their normal gym activities. Yeah. To like fitness trackers, like you know, step count and stuff like that. Do you think this is something that would realistically catch on? Sorry about the noise, I'm just taking off my hoodie because I'm getting hot under the color. <laughs> I believe that we're just entering into that that world of um, competition, entering into the, the the realm of privacy, and um, yeah, everything is out there now. Everything you think not, nothing sacred. Nothing when it comes is to measuring. sacred when it comes to measuring. In fact, we're gonna even use. The, the private measurements to our own advice I can see these these scores and these stats actually featuring on pimbers in, in people's Tinder profiles yeah. to kind of help them bag the 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 latest lady. Here's here's what would work. Here you go, I got my off. Here's what would work. If I got like vouchers or something like that, if yeah. I was to perform well, yeah. that might make me feel a bit better about things. So I'm like, so say for example, if my vouchers length of duration where? is I don't know, Nando's or something. <laughs> if my duration of session was good, yeah then I earn something. Yeah. So I've kind of got another reason to put in extra work. A half chicken? Could you put in a, sh- a session the night before? <laughs> For a half chicken? <laughs> oh, fuck yeah. Yeah? <laughs> yeah? Hell yes. Here's a thing. And that's what I'm saying. This, this, this is where I, I feel like this information could be used for very sinister reasons. What if your app is hacked by your girlfriend and she sees that between the last time you had a session with her, you've lost some unnecessary calories. Where you been? Ooh, so I've been picking up thrust information. <laughs> or and that been... sort of thrust doesn't happen at football. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. Football? Mm, no. Okay. Yeah, it could be hacked. Intra- and you know what? Also, what you have to remember is men are, are fucked up. And, and if we're going to have a version of this technology, yeah. there's going to be a woman version. Yeah. God knows how they're going to get the sort of information... <laughs> With a device, I presume it would be something unsavory as well. And then yeah. you're going to have guys going, hey, man, yeah, she's loose, man. I mean, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a girl seven. Yeah. <laughs> she's loose, man. <laughs> so, yeah, it could go both ways. Yeah, man. When you find out that you're a girl seven, but your woman was penetrated by, by a man with a <gasps> girl eight. Oh, what do you do? Oh. Or it's, some, it's something that's just off the chart. Yeah. So you've had a girl 15? <laughs> I thought you were the one. I can't handle you. Get out! I can't handle. You. I'm just. I'm a girl three and a half, and you had a cup. That's nine and a half. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's crazy, tears, man. That's a lot of. Um, and I feel like it takes the excitement out of sex. Yeah. I think one of the great unknowns is what's the pussy like, and it must be for women. What's the dick going to be like? Like you don't know. You can see, yeah. like with with men and women, like men, you can see a bit of shape from boobies, yeah. from bum. If a man's wearing the right tracksuit bottoms, I know ladies can watch a dick print in grey tracksuit bottoms. Yeah, We've yeah, seen all the yeah, memes. Yeah, I yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, really, hmm. We want. It's like the last. For, it's like the last secret thing. What's the pussy there like? There is absolutely nothing left to the imagination now. Nothing. Nothing is left to the imagination. Pussy, pussy's left to the imagination now. Not even that now. Maybe well, the smell. Not, not, not with this. Maybe the smell. Yeah, the smell. <laughs> S- smell. Fragrant. You just don't know. They're going to be apps to give you the smell. If it's funky or not. The pH. <laughs> so it gave you a smell. Oh, okay. Yeah, see, no, you know what? This was a good <laughs> idea at first. But now I'm thinking, let's let's leave a bit of a surprise. And I'm glad we left that there. Uh, there's an app that most people have on their phone. Yes, you are very likely to have this app on your phone. And if you don't, at least one of your friends has got this app on their phone. 
and we found a secret part of it in episode 195. Now, I'm sorry, I've got to let you know about something that we all can't be involved in. I'm really sorry. What's that? That um, you guys might not have been aware for about it. For, I've been aware about it for about a year or so since it's been around. Um, and I don't want to. I don't really usually believe in elitism, but Tinder have a secret special members only club. <laughs> so when people ask if I'm on Tinder and I say no, t- yeah, but uh, you know I'm just not on the Tinder that, that you're on. So it's been around for a little while. It's called Tinder Select. And whilst that sounds like a new burger from KFC, yeah, get yourself a Tinder Select with seven different flavors. Of- <laughs> now, um, Tinder Select is you have to be invited to by a core group of members. Okay, uh, you have to usually be a celebrity like me, or a person that does really well on Tinder like me, yeah, or or me basically, yeah. And uh, while you may be invited, uh, strict numbers uh, apply. So. Sometimes, you know, if you do get invited and you're a little bit long on the click, yeah, you don't get accepted. So, um, mm-hmm. just thought I'd let you know about secret Tinder. How do, how do you feel about this Tinder elitism out there? This this secret level of Tinder. This Tinder select sounds like some sort of swingers club in Tinder. Hey, you know, I just don't want to. I don't want to <laughs> gas gas the world, but I'm just saying, like, when you swipe, yeah, when Billy swipes, yeah, he sees one thing. When I swipe, my screen lights up. Hey. <laughs> Okay, I'm not really a member of the secret Tinder. But um so yeah, there's a secret Tinder. So this secret Tinder, is that for the the members of Tinder that are kind of like high ranking? Motherfuckers, that's what it is. The super it's the, a, the super <gasps> Saiyans of Tinder. Or here's what I thought you were getting. I thought you cracked it straight away. Or the developers of Tinder made this better version of Tinder. Yeah. And really, it's just to get them pussy. Yeah. Mmm. <gasps> So we get all the ugly folk. So they create. So, because <laughs> think about it, if if you do, what's it called when you do, when you swipe away, Billy? When you keep swiping on Tinder, when you just go crazy, swipeathon, swipe, swipe, swipe. What's it called? Oh, Not you, but what's it called? Nick said something about that, didn't he? Uh, mm. Kamikaze swipe or something. Well, I don't know. Something, yeah, because you never do that, Billy. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, so when you so if you were to just swipe away infinity, yeah, but all of the girls were like tens, all yeah. the guys were tens, yeah. You're and you get hit back. You're getting hit back with some gold. So who are the people in this group? Apparently, it's like celebrities. Like oh, so like actual. So apparently, seriously, like if you're like I suppose, I suppose how it would work technically if this does actually exist. This yeah. is a bit like the Freemasons. Yeah, um, Illuminati. Um, <laughs> you'd probably have like a official Facebook. Yeah, because Tinder connects to your Facebook, right? To, to check you're not weird. Yeah, uh, an official Facebook. Can you get a blue tick on Tinder? I suppose this would be blue tick Tinder, yeah, this, wouldn't this it? Yeah, is, this is blue tick Tinder. Can you get a blue tick on Tinder? How would he know How that? How would you know, Billy? Can you get a blue tick on Tinder? Scream it out, please. You can. There How? Was, uh, there was an article a few, a few days ago. But like, celebrities want to go on there. They verify him. So celebrities go on there. Billy said if celebrities go on there, they verify him. So you didn't find out. You just read on online. You didn't You yeah. didn't see on the app because you're not. Yeah. you don't go on the app that much. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, so... Uh, it's a level of elitism. Okay. I don't know how I feel about it because I'm sexy. Why the fuck aren't I on there? Why aren't we on this elite Tinder? I'm not salty at all. Motherfuckers. <laughs> fuck your Tinder. <laughs> Tinder select. Tinder select. Huh? How about you select your mum Tinder? Anyway, right, cool. So yeah, um, 
Does this make do you think this will make people want to Tinder more though? Or this do you think this make people want to want to up their Tinder levels? Like do you think there's gonna be more catfishing of photos, making them look sexier than they are and all that sort of stuff? I think Tinder Select needs to happen because if these Tinder Select uh, candidates are in with the, the the regular Tinder, that's like window shopping. These people don't know that they can't get them, they've got no chance in hell. <laughs> So you think this is saving people from false hope? Yeah. From the people that are like, it's okay. Yeah. Uh, it's not the winning that counts. It's the taking part. I mean, Those kind of people. There's, there's actually a level of kind of depression and kind of, uh, and sadness in people's lives prior to them sign up to Tinder. You don't want to exacerbate that by giving them something they can never have, like a hologram, <laughs> where they turn up on a date. They so this false to, hope. They go to hug the person, it's, it's two-pack hologram and they fall on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> all right then all right well tinder selects yeah. you know hey i'm gonna have to relinquish my membership from tinder select then <laughs> i'm just gonna go back to regular tinder yeah and give everyone hope you get me <laughs> that's me ever the man of the people marcus bronzy here on how to kill an hour uh we were joined by the lovely lucy hedges in episode 197 she is a tech guru and also the tech editor of the metro she does tv for bbc channel 4 where she travels loads and covers tech um she is someone that it's always a pleasure to to catch up with and we brought her down on the show and she told us all about her very special hookup with the richest company in the world you're like there's like a list for for the iphone right there is Tell us about this list, please. I'm still not. In, I'm still not sure I understand the list, but okay. somehow I got on the list. Yeah. Um. So I used to work at Stuff Magazine. Um. For seven years, about I, I, I quit. I say I quit. I got made redundant. Um. About three, two, three years ago. Mm-hmm. And um. I think Apple only really put people on the list that are in an editor kind of role. Because I remember when I left, I was the multimedia multimedia editor, and the reviews editor got made redundant as well. And then the iPhone came out, and they didn't let anyone have the iPhone from Stuff Magazine. I thought, oh, that's a bit cheeky. It's not only that you've got to be an editor, you've got to meet them. They've got to know you. You have to be on the Apple team in order to get a freebie. Otherwise, it's not happening. The fact that they didn't give it to the editor of the magazine at the time because they'd not met him. It's like volumes. It's just how they run their ship, you know? You must have acquired a lot of friends. Not new friends around that. (laughs) Yeah. What annoys me about my friends, though, is, in fact, a couple of weeks ago, someone said, oh, have you got a spare iPad? Oh, yeah. You know, I've just got reams of iPads. Just kind of have, but, you know, but not for you. (laughs) You've got to watch UFC and Netflix at the same time. Exactly. It's all about the multitasking. Hey, Lucy, I used to open the door for you. Um, You got you. you, (laughs) Oh, you know, if you've got a pair of Beats headphones just lying around. Yeah, 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 mate. (laughs) So so let's break this down. You're on a list. When the new iPhone comes out, Mm -hmm. you get it, right? I do. I get it to test, obviously, first and foremost. That's the the most important thing. Obviously, they want to give you the phone and play with it, but Mm -hmm. they give it to the publications that are going to get the news out there first, basically. So Metro is a good platform for that. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. And then depending, some, I know some journalists that get the phone taken back from them after a few months. So again, I don't fully understand the list. Well, Apple's, Apple snatched back. Yeah, wow. dude, they snatched back. Really? But the way it's been for me for the last few years, which is really cool, is I just exchange them in every year. So I'll be like, there's my old iPhone. Give me the new one. It's great. Wow. So do you get to go over to like uh, America and check out all of the iPhone? Yeah. Well, I've only done that twice and that's only in my capacity as 
tech at um, Metro yeah. at, at stuff. There were a load of people that were in the queue before me to go on that trip. But And it's a great trip, but it's really intense. You know, so the, the keynotes at, what, 10 a.m., they get you up really early. I'm not a morning person. And you stand outside for about two hours because they want you to, you know, the camera crews are there. It yeah. looks really cool. Yeah. All these fanboys waiting outside for the iPhone. I'm just like... <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Can we just go in already? Can yeah. I sit down? I'm, and you fly in the day before, so your body is kind of all kinds of crazy. You don't, your body doesn't know what time it is. And then you're live blogging, you're tweeting, you're doing whatever it is to get all this information out. And it's quite fast-paced, even though they talk really slowly up on stage about the new iPhone. You know, when you're trying to type and take photos and do all that, it's quite intense. You come out feeling really sweaty. And yeah. like, oh. That's literally Ooh. a global event. Every every time, yeah. Every time, it's like trend. It trends straight. Yeah, away. definitely. Mm-hmm. The fact that my friends watch the live stream, my friends don't watch any kind of techie live stream. They don't watch anything to do with CES. They don't read the news. That mm-hmm. kind of thing. But when it comes to the Apple stream, on it. Mm. Yeah. What What are you thinking about the the next iPhone? Then this is going to be a good one because it's the tenth anniversary. Yeah. You know, but I don't pay attention to any rumors because most of the time they're wrong, and then when the rumors that are you know a bit believable it's kind of oh you know an update to the screen oh the shape might change it's not the most exciting thing so i just like to wait and see what happens but this year is going to be a real i think a real game changer they have to they have to do that because i think they're they're losing fans a little bit yeah samsung's coming up so is lg like underdogs like OnePlus. you know they're making really good smartphones the fact that they just OnePlus just didn't um released a um a limited edition phone in in sync with um, Colette, you know, the Colette boutique in Paris. 250 models only, they're going like that because people just want this phone and it's, so where did you come from? Yeah. Yeah, even Huawei, even Huawei's creeping up the back there making good phones. Is that how you say it? I've been trying to work out how to oh say it. Oh my God, it. yes. So how do you spell it? Hey, is it H-A-W-E-I? So years ago, I thought it was Huawei because the whole thing was who are we, who are we, yeah. whatever. And I, <laughs> yeah, I used to I used to do um, tech talks at um, Gadget Show Live, yeah. and every now and again, when you're talking about products, the product manager or the PR people will come and watch, and you know, I'm going, who are we this, who are we that, and after the after the session, the woman comes over and she says, it's Huawei. And I was like, oh, oh God, okay, I'm sorry. And ever since then, I'm like, it is Huawei, people. Don't don't pronounce it wrong. The PR Huawei. woman, the PR woman will kill you with her eyes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, so you think this iPhone is, is going to be a big one then? Yeah, you think it's going to be? Yeah, I think so. I don't, I think they need to, I don't know, the um, home button that they've got at the minute, I'm not really a fan. I've heard that they're going to completely get rid of that and maybe make some kind of touchscreen fingerprint sensors in the in the actual screen itself. Mm-hmm. And at MWC, there were a few companies touting this kind of technology, so it's not unfeasible. Right. But who knows? I want something that is almost bezel-less, you know? I don't want to see any frame on the outside. I want it to be all screen. Mm, and it's yeah. clever enough to know when I'm holding it and when I want to actually input, you know? Yeah. That, that would be cool. Do you think we're up for another charger change, maybe? <laughs> everything in line. <laughs> oh, I, God. We, we've literally, on a, on a previous episode, we were talking about how... USB-C. Uh, USB-C is mm-hmm. kind of clever. Like, so with a Nintendo Switch, we just uh, read today, you might or not know about this or not. Mm-hmm. You can plug your Nintendo Switch into your MacBook Pro and charge either one off the other, depending on which one's Oh, nice. On. Yeah. I did not know that. Mm. Yeah, so... Yeah, I think, no, Apple likes to be unique. They like to do things their own way. They That's do not... a good way of saying it. That's a very good way of saying it. <laughs> unique, I've got my journalist hat on. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, you know, they don't... They, they like to lead the pack. That's, yeah. that's mm. how they've always been. They will mm-hmm. not conform to what no. other companies are doing because that's them surrendering. They want to be the leader. Yeah. And whether people like it or not, like look what happened with the the whole removal of the three point five headphone jack. 
Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. people have moaned about it, but they've got on with it now and yeah. people are buying wireless headphones and oh, yeah. wireless headphones. And I keep getting emails about it. You know, the most biggest trends, one of the biggest trends of this year so far, wireless headphones. Definitely, definitely. I mean, I'm the sort of guy that will complain, but at the same time, I will go and get the iPhone on the day release, plug it into my MacBook Pro and watch yep. Apple TV while I'm doing it. So, yeah, I'm, I feel like Apple's been very good at getting us in. Like, I feel like I'm, I'm part of the Apple family, the ecosystem. Yeah. yeah. I'm into it. I know. Although I'm waiting for the S8, the Samsung S8, okay. because I think this is the first time that I might jump ship. Really? But mm. then obviously it all depends on what the new iPhone says this year, but... I just I don't know I'm just a bit just a bit bored of iOS at the moment. It's not bad. It's not done anything wrong. I just think some for a change. I've had my iPhone for years mm, since yeah. like the four. Mm-hmm. Yeah, four. Crazy. Years ago. How difficult do you find it breaking that ecosystem? I mean, if you've got other Apple products at home and then you have to kind of like, yeah. if it, it might kind of play on your OCD that this is one <laughs> thing that just doesn't sit with the others. I think the one thing I'll miss is the when your photos kind of copy out mirror onto each yeah. device. But other than that. Yeah, I use pages and numbers, but I'm not that bothered about my article being mirrored on my iPad or my Mac. Right. Mm. I'm not going to miss. I'm not going to miss that. I'm not that imbe- embedded into the ecosystem. But for some people, yeah, that's a big deal. But not for me. Yeah, I mm. mean, there's a lot of change. I mean, it's, I saw you tweet about this uh, the other day, which was about the change of Alexa and Siri. There's kind of been like a clash going on, and and Amazon's trying to like sneak Alexa into the yeah, iPhone, right? just, yeah, and you know they've they've managed to find a loophole because they've obviously you know if you go straight to to Apple and ask them, this is going to be a straight up hand in the face. No, but yeah. they've managed to find a way to get their AI assistant to work with Siri, and it's just like it's a bit of a two fingers to Apple, yeah. and they, who are dragging their heels a little bit mm-hmm. in the virtual assistant world, in my opinion. Yeah. Alexa is everywhere. You can have Alexa in your Hoover fridge or vacuum, not Hoover vacuum fridge, your pet feeder, everything is everywhere. Yeah, it's incredible. In- I'm I'm interested to see. Like, I, I want it to get to a point where Iron Man, you know, the way Iron Man <laughs> talks to talks to his, his devices. I want it to be in that level. I want to be like, Hey, Mark, how are you doing today? I'm a little bit down. Oh, I'll tell you a joke. <laughs> <laughs> I want that kind of conversation. You get me? I don't um, know. I think that's a bit creepy for me. Really? Mm. Where they know where, you, like, your your um, your personality knows where you've been. Mm. So, like, you might be trying to lie to your partner. Like, where have you been? <laughs> I just went for a run. That's a lie. You just went to McDonald's down the street. <laughs> Your GPS location says that you were here. And it's like, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> or, you know, like some kind of house situation where it just goes a bit sentient and just decides to turn on you. You know, yeah. the robot uprising. You never know. Yeah. 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 You know, yeah. this is all new. This is all new territory. Yeah. You've got people like Stephen Hawking saying you need to be careful with artificial intelligence because you could get to a point where it's more intelligent than you and yeah. it will own you and it will take over all your products. There's nothing you can do about it. Mm-hmm. It's a matter of time. I think I, th- I feel like it's a matter of time. Someone's going to flip the switch yeah. and say, you know what? We've got something that is unbelievably clever and he's going to look at one lead, one bit of wire which plugs into the wall for Ethernet or something like that. Or he's going to give it the Wi-Fi code and that's it. Yeah. AI's going to take us <laughs> yeah. over. Yeah, it's, it's exciting territory, I think, yeah. but scary, yeah. scary exciting. Something else that's exciting, but not so much scary, are sex robots. And we spoke about those when Lucy came down as well. It get really weird after researching and writing this, mm-hmm. this article. You know, it's about people who are willingly open to having sex with robots, sexual encounters, mm-hmm. relationships. Yeah. There's a woman now in, in Paris, I believe. Yeah, she, she's created her own 3D printed robot. It looks creepy as hell, but you know, this is the early doors here. She says she's not doing anything sexual with it, but she's in a relationship with it and she plans to marry it next year. Wow. And it's like, whoa, oh, someone's oh. had a bad love life, you know, <laughs> but it's, it's about... I'm I, seeing, I mean, I'm, what's, the, what's the legalities around that? Can you actually marry a robot? <laughs> <laughs> well, there, was, there was this... Um, 
a conference at Goldsmiths University end of last year called Love, Sex and Robots. And it was all about, you know, the rules and regulations and how are we going to regulate this kind of behaviour? Because it's, you know, it's a lot about, a lot of it is to do with the sexualization of women. Yeah. It's not just, there are, you know, I've seen, you know, VR porn for females or, you know, yeah, there are yeah. female versions yeah. of sex robots and whatever. Yeah. But ultimately it's all about the guy. Yeah. I think a lot of people have a problem with that. Mm-hmm. And, but I don't, I, at this stage, there's no rules. Because it's not there, the technology is not there. But what you're seeing at the moment, um, this is an article I wrote last year. So every Valentine's Day, I'm like, oh, no one's talking. No one's talking about love. Let's talk about sex and robots and vibrators. It's all about virtual reality porn. Yeah. But it's not just about the visuals. They can connect to flashlights and all kinds of random sex toys. So whatever's happening on screen is in sync wow. with what's happening down there. Yeah. And it's quite scary. You can get stuff for couples. So you know, I'm in. I'm at home. Boyfriend's in America. We can like hook up on VR and like connect. <laughs> ourselves to things it's yeah. creepy it's creepy that's a bit that kind of they kind of uh, uh, hinted at that in the film Demolition Man when they had the kind yes. of the headsets yeah. and they were feeling yeah. everything they were kind of experiencing visually and I feel like we can move towards that you know I feel like I, I genuinely feel, you, you I, hope we can move towards that I feel like I uh, no but I, I think that I genuinely feel I, I feel like it can happen you know I, I feel like even I if think it's going to happen I think it's going to get to a point where because at any available opportunity, if we can do it the easy way, is in terms of we don't have to actually have physical contact, like that old old school idea of yeah. going up to a girl or, or a girl yeah. going up to a guy and going, "Hey, you know, <laughs> yeah. how you doing?" Yeah. Like, nah, fuck that. I can do twin Tinder. Yeah, get me that sort yeah. of stuff. So I just find this. If you don't have to do that at all, yeah. You just have to make sure that your sex bot is plugged in. That's the only <laughs> Make sure it's charged. Make sure yeah. it's charged, obviously. But don't you find it it's strange that you could actually be on a date with your partner? And if you spill drink on her, she can malfunction. <laughs> Get the waterproof model, babe. Yeah, yeah, Fine. You'll, yeah. you'll need, you'll, to be fair, yeah, you'll, need you, the wa- you, you'll need the waterproof model. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. it's not just about the sex toys and the VR. Yeah. There are these group of guys in America that are making actual sex robots that look like kind of fleshy women, you know? It's wow. really, it's amazing on one hand, mm-hmm. but really creepy on the other. And, you know, there's these sex trade shows and they're showing them off and just yeah. these real old guys carrying this chick and her legs are open and you can see the, you can see the point of access and you're just like oh <laughs> I really feel ill but it's going to help a lot of people with disabilities it's going to help like you say people who are really introverted mm-hmm. but I think it's also quite dangerous I yeah. think when I first tried VR porn I remember thinking holy crap people are not going to leave the house really yeah that good it, when I watched it on a Gear VR that's not even that great you know the graphics weren't that great yeah. put it on an HTC Vive but you know this is this is yeah. the early stages yeah. and yeah. I'm even I'm like wow this is actually incredible for, for people who love porn which is I'd say everyone yeah. <laughs> majority of the world yeah. you know it's people aren't going to leave the house I don't think and you're already seeing things like that in Japan they, um, they have sex dolls yes and yeah. you know we've, we've heard about those yeah, yeah. you know um, populations down they don't make children as much because they've got these, these sex cells to keep them happy until they're ready to find a wife yeah like out, out there oh. like a lot of the stuff and it's sweeping generalisation but a lot of the articles we found that have been like sex body they are relationship inclined aren't they like yeah. a lot of them are this is designed to yeah. be like a wife or they've got like their own like uh, AI systems that are set up to speak yeah. to them yeah. like, a, like a other half and that's a, <laughs> yeah. it's a little bit sad the actual right? sex part yeah. is actual secondary to the yeah. actual relationship and companionship yeah. Yeah. So got ones that, there was one that would eat with you if you let it know you were eating it was like a hologram that would eat with you and yeah. that you're kind of like oh, oh. but then I suppose it's the, other, it's the other kind of like 
sweaty nasty faces. yeah man <laughs> like you know if someone's got a sex favorite are they going to introduce you oh this is you know this is i don't know laura <laughs> or are they going to keep her locked away until you leave the house yeah. and laura comes out i don't know their sex spot is never clothed like <laughs> <laughs> well you know it depends on what you're into you might like you might enjoy yeah. undressing the robot <laughs> is, it, is it is it cheating if you have a sex robot though if you have it in a relationship you have a, and you have a sex, like at what point does it go from being, oh, it's just a fleshlight yeah. or it's just like, you know, a vibrator to, hang on, that's a whole person that you've got in your cupboard there. So when we have an argument and you go home in a rush, yeah. I don't think you're in a bad mood. I'm, I'm I just, you're going to go get over me, literally. I, 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 think, I think my main fear is this sex bot connecting with uh, Alexa and locking the doors because she gets jealous. <laughs> There you go, the robot uprising it come in so many ways. But yeah, I think the moment you need to worry about cheating and things like that is when, like you say, when they're so artificially intelligent yeah. that they ask you how your day is and can actually interact with you yeah. and their skin or well, the plastic feels really flesh-like and, yeah. you know, if you look to her from afar, you'd think that's an actual human. Oh, no, yeah. it's a robot. Yeah, yeah. Give it, give it, I don't know, five, ten years. They reckon by 2050 people will be marrying robots. Or they, the, the, the experts. <laughs> The, the robot the robot experts yeah, and, the, robot and the pervs and the pervs I'll be marrying it too yeah <laughs> so that's what happens when somebody properly researches sex robots and and we have a, a slightly more adult conversation about them but there was something that, that caused a few waves on social media and it really is probably one of the most emotional topics in terms of responses from anyone here on the show ever and Funk Butcher took his time to discuss the Booty Master 3000 in episode 199. So Funk, can we talk about the Booty Master? If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
us the 3,000, please. Yes, we can. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just... Fuck uh, is rubbing his thighs. Rubbing my thighs. You know, Smiling. I've been here since, what, about 4.30? And yeah. I've been waiting for this. Yeah. <laughs> we're waiting to talk about our Booty Master. Booty Master 3,000. And then we're going to name the episode Booty Master 3,000. Yeah. But we're not going to mention it until this point. In fact, we're going to further tease it. Because, <laughs> Billy, have you, have you finally found a price? £624. And how much... And how much would it cost to just oh, fly blimey. direct? A flight to Morocco. <coughs> okay, now Billy's going to search that. <laughs> Let's talk about the booty master while Billy c- compares and contrasts. Yeah, so um, I just, I'd like to uh, kind of score. Can, can we do it for return as well, please, Billy? <laughs> that was return. Okay. Right, cool. Cheers, thanks. So I'd like to kind of uh, scroll through social media and see what's uh, tickling people's um, uh, tail feathers, as it were. Mm. Mm. <laughs> and one thing which seemed to crop up from the US side of Twitter was the this this whole uh gag kind of going through the 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 the, the timeline of a uh, a product a, a specific product aimed at men uh to which it, it seemed to infuriate and worry a lot of the the the, the female contingent online because this product was so high end, so realistic. Some women felt like they their jobs were at risk. That their, their very jobs as a gender were at threat. Now, this product, yeah, I don't know if this is the actual name of the product, but it, it, it kind of took on this this form on social media. It was it was dubbed <clears throat> the Booty Master Three Thousand. <laughs> And I love that name. <sighs> uh, the reason why I love that name because there's, there's something automatically futuristic about three thousand. It's like it's a year we're nowhere near. It has to be so high end, so kind of forward thinking, future gazing, as it were. <laughs> that has to be revolutionary. And this booty master three thousand, which is in, in essence, it is a dildo. Yeah. It's a Desi- plastic, plastic de- vagina designated for the no. Like, it is j- the booty. It is the <laughs> it is a silicone booty. Yeah, designated for home use and stress relief for yes. men. Yes, and it is portable. Yeah, Billy's <laughs> laughing. It is portable. The cell is strong, isn't it? Yeah, the cell is strong. It is portable. Um, depending on what size booty you get, of, of mm-hmm. course, and maybe if you get the the booty master one thousand five hundred, it might be a little bit smaller. But the, yeah. the, the booty master, the booty master one thousand five hundred, the booty master three thousand is considered portable, and um, it, it was, it was just, it's kicking up a storm, man. Mm. I think it might be the purchase um, for Christmas. Well, I've always said that that men are underserved when it comes to sexual. Like realistic asses and that. Yeah. Realistic asses? No, sorry. I'm just saying what I'm Googling at the same time. Because <laughs> I'm trying to find it. Um, but I always thought that men are, are underserved. Yeah. So now that there's something that's come out for the big booty enjoying man, I feel slightly happy. I mean, I found a few of them um, online now, Funk. And, and, you know, I think if a man really wants to to have a big ass booty, is it is it this one that I'm looking at? It's called a sex flesh. Yeah. Something like this? Okay, the one that we found is called Sex Flesh. Uh, I'm not going to promise that we'll give you a link to this in the show description. But, um, <laughs> I mean, what was why, why were guys going crazy online about this big booty? I think the, the, the level of realism, I think 
this is the point where the, the formula was right. What was real? Was this the, is it video where he's smacking it and wobbling it? Yeah. It the wobbles, noise, it noise moves. The, <laughs> okay. This this the 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 realism in the skin. I think <laughs> did it have did it have did, could it could, did it have um uh pause? Did it have pause? Yeah. <laughs> is that how real it was? Did it have pause? Pause and play. <laughs> and what were women saying about this online? Well, this like, what was the, the general consensus? What were they saying? And this is the thing, because you've obviously um, pointed out that men in this side of the market seem to be underserved, underserved and underrepresented. Yeah. Um, which is quite strange considering how much people go on about the porn industry and the sex industry being geared towards men. In the yeah. sex toy industry, yeah. it is pretty much overwhelmingly products designed for women. Mm-hmm. This one product here... Yeah, cause such a, a division in the in the sexes online because women were like that's not the real thing you're always going to need the real thing yeah, yeah right yeah right <laughs> what they didn't understand is that the simplicity of the booty master 3000 in the sense of there was no courting which needs to be uh, uh, incorporated into kind of using it. There is no mm-hmm. kind of dinner and dates mm-hmm. which need to be had. There is simply, there's, there's, there's not really any batteries mm-hmm. that are needed. Mm-hmm. There's no, um, down the line, there's no risk of kids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there's less, unless I, I stand corrected, there's, um, uh, there's no way you can get any STDs from plastic either. Hey. Yeah, so it's, it's quite safe on that level. So the odds are stacked against the the kind of the the real women of the world in terms of this product because the uh, the simplicity and ease is the pulling factor for the, the, the pull out factor the, the pull out oh, sorry factor, the, the pull in the, the withdrawal factor the, the put in factor <laughs> so you're saying basically that these real ass booties yeah. are, are, are causing a storm and you feel like their backlash maybe I'm reading to what you're saying yeah. may have been a knee-jerk, fearful reaction from many women on, on your Twitter feed specifically, yeah. not all women in particular, because yeah. you thought that booty was so spectacular and round and jellalicious, and when it slapped it, it made all the right noises and wibbled and wobbled. You just wanted to surf over the wave of ripple that went over that cheek. That this had people scared. Like, they could lose their man yeah. over this over this plastic booty. Like, if, if the choice was caught me and it cost me, it cost you like two, three hundred pounds yeah. for, for a courting from you know for a few dates and maybe we get a bit nooky together yeah. compared to a thirsty man who just wants to get straight into it and can maybe get this booty master 3000 for 300 pounds mm. he's gonna go for the latter choice yeah because <clears throat> it's less work i shit you not man i thought there was gonna be a female march similar to what we saw after trump was elected in like on on those levels what was the worst thing you heard about the booty master the, the worst <laughs> I didn't hear any negative opinions from men. They were all from women. And it was basically just the politics of fear. Women saying that um, if your friend uses it, you're going to catch something. Why are you, you're double dipping in the booty master? Because <laughs> if you, you and your friend share the booty master, silly things. Men would never do that. A man would buy his own booty master and his friend would buy his own booty master 3000. Now, all yeah. this is just propaganda to get the women to secure their place in their relationships but what they don't understand is that the booty master will now threaten <laughs> their very existence 
There is no need for negotiations now in the bedroom. There is no need to sleep on the couch. If we are sleeping on the couch, the Booty Master 3000 will join us and we will wake in the morning with a smile on our face. This is a leap in the direction for the emancipation of men in relationships. I've been waiting for this for a very long time. You can hear the emotion in my voice. For too long have men, not just here, across the world, have we been held hostage. Hostage in the relationship. Yep, I told you. I've never heard him get so emotional about anything else. Uh, we're still yet to have a Booty Master 3000 arrive at the How to Kill in Our offices. Um, send one to us. <laughs> I'm sure Fuck would love it. <laughs> uh, anyway, Nick Bright was on the show with us, episode 163, and we were reading the story behind an amazing escape room we did called Time Runners. And Nick showed off to us how great a voiceover artist he is. Gather what you need to bind her once again, or risk the end of the world as we know it. That, so, was, um, that, was, that was such a rubbish way to do it. Like, right, it, it like right. A rogue goddess, once in prison, has broken free of the celestial chain. Gather what you need to bind her once again, or risk the end of the world. You sound a bit too happy. We kn- you need to be like, uh, a rogue goddess, <laughs> once imprisoned, has broken free of the celestial chain. Gather what you need to bind her once again, or risk the end of the world. All right, all right, Nick. There's, as we know it. All right, there's one thing missing from this, right? Are you ready to go again? Sorry, hang on. <coughs> Hurts my voice a bit, you know. This is what makes me money. All right. <laughs> it is. It's true. All right. A rogue goddess, once imprisoned, has broken free of the celestial chain. Gather what you need to bind her once again, or risk the end of the world as we know it. Bosh, there you go. I like that. They can have that for free as well, you know, just just because I'm a nice guy. No charge from Nick. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we, we basically... uh, it's Natalie at wisebuddha.com if you want to voice me, if you want to book me for voiceovers Sorry, and stuff what, as well. Was yeah. like, you might was crackling and breaking yeah, yeah, up. Was, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't hear that. It was that Natalie. Bit. Natalie Oops, at Wise Buddha. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's breaking up a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's an advert, man. <laughs> there you go. If you ever need a good voiceover, give that boy Nick Bright a shout. There, yeah. Natalie at Wise Buddha. Apparently. Um, so episode. 209 we were discussing a flick button which is a button that you can make smart to uh, do loads of things across your house but then we started speaking about other smart things as well and something that caused a little bit of a stir was a concept store from amazon which potentially could have changed the way that we shop it's a good idea but maybe its practical application isn't quite there now there's (laughs) there's another example of a great idea not really Doing what it needs to do, Nick. Right, okay. And that is the Amazon shop. Now, the Amazon shop, Amazon Go situation was... I don't know if you saw the info video where people would just walk around the store, put stuff in their pockets, walk out and get charged. Great, great idea, yeah? And I was thinking, this is going to get exploited. (laughs) People are going to feed from this place. (laughs) You, you (coughs) You can almost do it at the Apple store at the moment. You can go in, scan some shit with your Apple store app, and if you're logged in, pay for it with the app and well, walk people out. People must be nicking from that as well. I don't know. I walk in, do it, put it in my bag and walk out and no one looks at me. That's funny. what I'm saying. But surely somebody across the store must go, Oi, you fucking, hey, 
Because Someone. if you, for example, in the Apple store, right, say you could pretend you're scanning it, do all the fucking shit, do you know what I mean? Look like you're doing it, but then just don't put your details in and then just roll. Yeah. I'm like, I thought that from time ago. I was like, people are definitely nicking from the mm. Apple shop. Maybe. Definitely. I don't know. I'd like to know. But there's been a report in Seattle for, for Amazon's Go store, and it's claiming that Amazon Go is encountering some pretty big technical issues. It starts to get confused when there's more than 20 people in the shop. Oh, good. So when there's more than 20 people in the shop at the same time, it starts keep, like having difficulty keeping on tabs on if an item has been removed from a specific place on the shelf. So it works flawlessly when there's like five people in the shop and when they move slowly. But if people basically roll in... When it's lunchtime. At lunchtime, roll in, grab sandwiches, like grab a cheese and onion sandwich and put it back on the on the shelf where the chicken and... And mayonnaise ones are, it starts to get fucking and the, I knew shit like that was going to happen because, <laughs> you know, sometimes when you go to the shop, you pick something up and you're like, you change your mind halfway around the shop yeah. and then you just dump it wherever you are. Yeah. Even, you know, when you go supermarket, yeah, and you see someone's dumped something that's meant to be in the fridge and it's not even in the fridge. That's I'm like, dread. that is fucking rago. <laughs> that's you so are cold. just fucking disgusting animals, mate. Yeah. But like... I'm the kind of guy that will leave a can of beans in a bread aisle, though. I don't mind that. Yeah, that's, yeah, because that's yeah, fixable, isn't that's it? That's fine. They, they, then the person that works in the shop would just move it. But like when you put like... I've seen people that have left like stuff that's meant to be in a freezer. Like, like you know, frozen fucking fish or something. And they just leave it by the by the till. The self-service till they leave it by the fucking thing. I'm like, you lot are the worst. Libs. Yeah, you Liberties. guys are taking the piss. But like, yeah, sometimes you change your mind, don't it? When you're walking around the shop, you might have something in the in the basket. Because mm. let's be real, as a dude, we only ever get baskets. Yeah. Like even yeah. if even if it's like you need free baskets, you'd rather get free baskets than a trolley. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> so weird. I don't go gym. I go shopping. I yeah. do my weekly shopping with a basket. It's That's crazy. What I do. Yeah. I start like piling it up, and it's like. It's like I, I start getting things to to make the basket higher. Yeah, so like you'd stick something down the side, like a yeah. like a high a high product. Yeah, a ham. Yeah, a ham packet is a good packet to build structure. That's what I'm saying. Build structure. But yeah, so basically, Sorry, yeah. <laughs> ba- ba- back to back to the point. Essentially, yeah, it's, it's it's a good idea, but I feel like, firstly, I feel like, why are you doing it? Like. I don't feel like it needs to be done. Right. They just want to be the first people to do it. Oh, look at us. We've done this fucking shop that nobody works in. Great. You're putting people out of work. Like, you don't need to do it. Shops are working cool the way they're, they're working. Right, like, right, right. You know, and secondly, just there's too many, there's too many dishonest people in the world. People will work yeah. out a way of hacking it. Yeah, moving yeah. moving something and then putting it back, confusing the ting and fucking, you know, just rolling out <laughs> with loads of shit that they ain't paid for. There might have been a couple of times I used a self-service till and let's just say I've done it legit, but maybe when I've walked out there and checked my receipt, I might be a little bit louder. I might have only taken, so, I might have taken two bags instead of one. The bagging thing is a joke. It's like nobody pays for bags on the self-service <laughs> till. But like the, the thing with self-service tills is sometimes they're like really accurate. And then other times they're not like, cause they do it on the weight innit? it. You scan an item and then you put it on the thing and then it like can tell if it's there. But then I always think to myself, what about like pastries and shit? And like, you know, like things that might vary in weight quite a lot. I'm like, you, this ain't accurate. Mm. Sometimes mm, like I grapes. try thing. Yeah. Like sometimes you try to, I mean, sometimes the person working there just comes along and goes, boop, whatever. Let me just get the machine rolling again. You know, if they're having a busy day, yeah, they've yeah. always got one person who's minding the 20 tills. 
and they'll just come over and scan their little code when it's like, excuse me, you have put 15 kilograms of extra product on the shelf. Please take it off. And they just come along and go, boop. Yeah, carry on, mate. Unexpected item in bagging area. <laughs> please replace item in please, bagging area. Please remove this item immediately. <laughs> so could you make this, this Amazon thing work, Nick? Well, what do we need to make it work? Mm. Like an idealistic society where nobody steals, which is n- impossible. Yes, that would be good. <laughs> because, like I said, people are always looking to get something for nothing. We've just we've just given you a classic example. Plastic bags in the UK now, we have to pay to have a plastic bag. You can't just have them for nothing. I don't know what it's like in other countries around the world. But in the UK, if you buy some stuff and you want a bag, 5p. We ain't paying a 5p Fuck on the self-service that. till. Yeah. We, if it's not self-service till, basically, if there's if there's a way that you can get out of the shop without a plastic bag, you will do it. So yeah. I, I've seen people balancing shit on their heads and fucking all sorts of shit. <laughs> but if you're on a self-service till and there's no one around, you're taking a bag anyway mm. and you're not paying for it. Mm. That's just the way it works. Exactly. So if somebody is going through a tough time and they don't have that much money and they stroll into the Amazon unmanned supermarket, they're going to try and take the piss. Like, how does it work, right? If you go in there and you take something off the shelf, you know, you know, like some people are rago in supermarkets and they eat it when they're walking around. <laughs> yeah. How does that work? Uh, I just scan it when I get to the thing and just no, say, no, 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 I mean, oh. yeah, people do that. They, oh, they mean, scan the empty packet. You know, people but- that just suck the food and put the wrapper on the side. Yeah. Some people eat the food <laughs> And then just put it on the side. Oh. So what I'm saying is in Amazon, yeah, if you go in there and you just chomp while you walk and then you just, when you when you leave, you've only got like a packet of chewing gum in your pocket. Yeah. Surely you're getting away with just having a packet of chewing gum. Maybe right. they have to weigh us on the way in and way out. Ooh. Or they put micro nanotechnology with barcodes in it. So when you eat the food, they can trace the food. Wow. Until it comes out. And then they just trace the shit. Yeah. I don't know how I'd feel about somebody digging through my poo-poo, if I'm honest. Not something I ever really want to know someone has done. That's weird. Weird type of violation. Uh, Anyway, in episode 210, we spoke about the retro sort of hype that that took over the world in 2017 and also dug into social media as well. You know, we're in the world where retro is king at the moment. Retro is doing its thing like, like we've seen in our lives, we've seen three or four Spider-Man. Yeah. How many Spider-Mans have we seen in the movie world? It's so stupid, man, the Spider-Man thing. How many reboots have we seen? I think three. Three? Yeah. I- I'm not a fan of all of that, man, because it's like, it's like, oh, Peter Parker. Yeah, that's what he looks like. And you, and you, and you build a picture of him in your mind yeah. and then you stumble across the amazing Spider-Man uh, movie on, on TV or whatever. And it's like... Hang on, that ain't Peter Parker. Yeah, what yeah. The, like? I don't like all that. Yeah, too many reboots. Too many reboots. Um, I think everyone when you things that are very popular online, like Throwback Thursday, I feel like oh, yeah. it was really good then. I put a picture Great. up on my Instagram today. In yeah, fact, a Throwback Thursday. What was your, what was your TBT? My TBT today was I'll, I'll, I'll show you. Um, the listeners obviously can't see this, but my TBT today is is that. It's, it's, a, it's a picture of me when I was a child uh, riding around on this little, I don't even know what you call those things. Tricycle? Yeah, but it's not. It's got four wheels. But You had a four-wheeler? 
It's oh, like you were balling back then. You had four wheel tricycle and it had a face on the front. Wow. My tricycle had two wheels and I had to lean to one side. One of the back wheels were missing just to keep it going. Obviously, man had to caption it with whipping excursion. Whipping excursion. Mm, get me. But everyone does love the retro, though. I feel like even for us now, I'm like, music was way back, be- better back in my day, you know, old school garage. Yeah, yeah. Well, on house. the way here, I was listening to my classic uh, playlist and it's like, you know, Jar Rule and shit like that. Yeah. It's like, it's mad because... A lot of people that go to clubs now, I'm sure they wouldn't even know what those tunes are. Like 18 year olds who are out clubbing now. Do you know what? Do you know what's mad is how some songs stand the test yeah, of yeah, time yeah. and people don't remember the context that they came out in, but they're just good songs it's anyway. It's weird, isn't it? It's weird. Like, Nelly just, I think he just got like his 10th platinum like disc for selling going platinum 10 times on that country grammar album yeah. that he dropped. Like you can play, you can still play, not all, because it depends yeah. where you're playing in the country, but you can still play in certain places like hot in here. Yeah. And people are like, yeah, yeah, yeah I know this. Or tell you what's a big one in the, in the regional gigs that still goes down. Drop it like it's hot. Yeah. From Snoop. And it's like, how old is that? Yeah. Like there's people in there that clearly were literally toddlers when this tune came out. Yeah, man. But they still get down to it. Yeah. Fat Man Scoop, be faithful. Yeah. You drop that in a club. People love it. Smash it. Hands up. Yeah. You hear me? Does its job. So it's, um, I don't know whether that's, is that, is that a human thing where things were always better back in our day? Because when we remember stuff, this is a scientific fact. I'm going to give you, this is non-bullshit. Apparently every time you remember something, you take the memory out. And when you're in the process of remembering it, you tweak it a little bit and then put it back. So if you remember a good time, every time you think of that good time, whether you like it or not, your brain changes it a little bit. So does it get a bit sweeter every time you remember the first time you heard that song? Like maybe the first time you heard that song, you're like, oh yeah, that's a, that's a really good song in the club. And then now you're a little bit old. You're like, nah, when that came on, fucking hell, yeah. the whole club oh, flipped. Oh, mate. Oh, mate. It was oh, a banger. Oh, I tell you, yeah. Everyone was dancing. Oh, security had a great time. There was no trouble. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. That makes sense because that's why, that's why people always reminisce about the good times in their lives mm. or, or their era was always so much better. Mm. Like, because their era was so long ago or whatever, they've tweaked the memories yeah. over a, uh, you know, a period of 10, 20, 30 mm. years. Mm. You know, like when you talk to your older relatives, it's like when they were young, it was like the shit. Yeah. Everything was like the shit. Yeah. yeah. But it's like, actually, everything is better now because, you yeah. know, you can fucking find stuff out on your phone within 30 seconds. Yeah. Whereas back in the day, it's like if anyone wanted to find something out, they had to go library. Yeah. It was more like everything is shit. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of the shit it's crazy isn't yeah. it, when you think about it because even when i was at uni it's like the internet was obviously around when i was at uni but it was like it wasn't as developed as it is now and and i'm thinking i'm not even that old like wikipedia was around but you, at uni wikipedia is not a it's not a credible source that you're allowed to use yeah, yeah. and it's like we still had to go to the library quite a lot and it's yeah. like fucking hell i wonder if uni students go to the library now other than to just jam in there i think it's still a quiet study space that's what i mean but, like yeah do they go there and look at books? I had to. I reckon unless you make people do it for studying, fuck the internet. That's man. what I'm saying. Straight internet or download the ebook and let's go. But with that being said, there are still things that I feel were good retro things to throw back. Like I think sweets were really good back in the day yeah. when you could get penny sweets in the UK, a hundred sweets for a pound. 
that now would still I'd still enjoy getting 100 sweets do, for a Do you know why they were better though back in the day and this is like this when it comes to food stuff yeah it's because of the uh all the things that are banned now Right. You know, you know. Remember, remember, there was a big. I don't know if you remember this. If you're if, if you're in the UK and you're around the similar age to me and Marcus, you might remember. But if you're global, you won't have a clue. But a little while back, Smarties. There was a big hoo ha with the with the candy, the chocolate mm-hmm. Smarties, because the blue ones they used to be like really blue, really yeah. like in color, and they would stain your mouth. Like when you ate yeah. them, you'd have like blue teeth and Standard. shit. Like. And, and then they banned the colouring in the blue Smarties. And now the Smarties ain't as blue. They're like a dull blue. So now it looks like somebody sucked your Smarties. Yeah, basically. That's that, that's it. That's not the one. Yeah. I'm not down with that at all. I don't want no half-sucked Smarties. No. And all, but this is one that you'd remember international. Sunny Delight. Yeah. There was a big hoo-ha over that because p- kids were go- drinking so much that sunlight. They were turning orange. They were turning orange. Yeah. And then go- coming home from school fucking hyperactive as shit. Yeah. But I mean... I- yeah, I think sweet sweets back in the day though. I liked I liked stuff. I think and that is something that even to this day, sweets nowadays like that sort of stuff. Like I, I want a bit of coloring in my fucking Smarties. I want a mm. hundred sweets for a pound. What's re- what's a retro thing that you think you is you're not just twisting and making feel better? Something that I really miss from from when I was younger is, and you could still do this now, but less and less people are taking the option to do it because of the way technology has moved on is playing a two-player video game with your brethren sitting next to you like you can still do it but less and less people are doing it because you can do it all online now like i miss like playing mario kart yeah or whatever with your friend next to you and just like doing shit to put them off when they're playing like just like i miss that now it's just like all headsets like people sitting in their bedrooms alone Mm. And like, although you're still chatting to your friends, it's not the same. Nah. It's not the same. I, I read this thing somewhere saying that um, it was quite recently, more and more people are suffering from depression uh, through through loneliness in the social media era, when it, which is hilarious because we've never been more social in terms of like engaging with our friends and different people every single day. Mm. But engaging with somebody on social media is not the same as seeing somebody. It's as simple as that. 100%. You get different... Like I'm not a scientist, right? But I guarantee you, if you spoke to a scientist, they would tell you you get different chemicals released into your... Your brain releases different chemicals and shit when you see someone, visual stimulation in comparison to, you know, talking on the phone or talking on text or talking, you know, um, on through commenting on their picture on Instagram. Seeing someone's totally different. Some very interesting points there about the way social media affects us as people. Uh, interesting corner of the internet, social media, isn't it? Another thing that's great about the internet, though, is that it is an archive for things that some people wish would disappear after they did them. You know, like, you know, I think some artists can do some creative projects or put things out there that they might regret in the future. Uh, And Funk Butcher made me aware of something that I, I didn't even know existed. And thanks to the power of good old YouTube, we managed to dig up this old advert featuring Mary J. Blige. No way. Exciting things are happening at Burger King. Welcome to Burger King. Oh, what's in those new chicken snack wraps? What's in the new what's chicken snack wraps? What's in the new snack? chicken wraps? Get ready for this. Mary. Oh. Crispy chicken, fresh lettuce, three cheeses, fresh dressing wrapped up in Yeah. This is one of the, the low points of Mary J. Blige's career. Hey! Snack wraps. 
Come and get it at Burger King. Tortilla. <laughs> One more. Sorry. I don't know. I think that we got to end the show on this. It's only a way to kill some time out of here. Let's have Mary J. Blige singing about crispy chicken in Burger King. Let that sink Exciting in. Exciting things yeah. are happening at Burger King. Welcome to Burger King. Oh, what's in those new chicken snack wraps? What's in the new what's chicken snack What's in the new snack? chicken wraps? What's in the new chicken wraps? Oh. <laughs> crispy oh. chicken. Wait, the AOE is all right, though. Mm-hmm. That's, what the, that's, that's the drumstick. Getting hit against the bun. The new chicken snack. Come and get it at Burger King. I don't know how I missed that advert. Maybe I had seen it and I just had to delete the memory of it from my mind because um, I don't know. It was atrocious, wasn't it? Uh... Anyway, we sometimes use the platform that is How to Kill an Hour to get certain irks off our chest. And the following clip is from episode 216. Some gripe about junkyard golf. Which is? And it was in the food department. I've got to say, they got this nice beer in there called Korev. Delicious. Mm-hmm. Hot dog. Delicious. Nacho's delicious, but... The price. It wasn't the price, bruv. The okay. price was delicious. Okay. And this isn't just with junk or golf, it's with everyone. And this might just be my own personal gripe. Why is there never enough cheese on my nachos? Oh my God. <laughs> There's never enough cheese on my nachos. So you take issue with the portions there? The portion was good for the nachos and the chilies and stuff, but just, to, yeah, the, che- the portion of cheese. I'm never happy with the portion of cheese. <laughs> and it's not just junk or golf, it's worldwide. This is a worldwide issue that we need to, to deal with because a man can't, enjoy a dry nacho yeah a man can't have a nacho stuck to the top of his mouth with no cheese to break that away a man can't maintain a good day's work knowing that he's got dry nachos floating around in his belly (laughs) a nacho must have sufficient cheese must have sufficient chili have have no fear brother marcus uh towards the end of the show i'm sure billy would draft up a letter to the united nations yeah (laughs) i mean get this problem resolved and it's not a hard fix what we need to do is we need to start layering. Layering is the key, everybody. Yeah. Now, the layering is very simple. You start with a bed of cheese. You put some nachos on then you put some more cheese. And you put some nachos on. You put some more. Let's start caring for our nachos. Yeah. Maybe the head of Junkyard Golf is lactose intolerant and the, the, the cheese quantities are adequate enough for his sensitive stomach. Maybe we just... Maybe we just have some sort of regular... Maybe there's a regulation for for nachos and cheese that I'm not aware of where it's like one scoop. Yeah. You only have one scoop. But I don't know. I don't feel like I... I, I don't want to feel like I have to nag for more cheese. Maybe I don't want to be that guy that asks for more cheese. So I sit there and I suffer in silence. Fine. I think this is the Brexit effect. The, 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 the cows aren't here. The cows are in Brussels and they're refusing to produce more cheese for us. So this is, this is the quantities we've got now. No. This is it. In two that. years time, we're finally out. And Article 50 is all done. What? Will we have no cheese? No cheese. Your nachos would just be crisps. <laughs> I don't know if I could live like that, bro. A hot, dry nacho. Hot crisps. That's what it nah, be. What's next? But, but, no butter on toast. <laughs> what's next? Frying eggs in water. What's next for us? Egg McMuffin with no egg. It's like... If you came to my house and I made you a sandwich, but all of the filling was in one side of the sandwich and the other side was bread, how would, how would you feel about that? 
Or you went to Subway and you ordered a, a foot long and only filling was in one half of the foot long and the other, and the other side of the foot long was bread. How would that make you feel inside? Angry and upset, right? And hungry. And hungry. But yeah, other than that, Jungle Golf was good. The nachos that were cheesy were quite nice. Brilliant. Um, so check that out. Okay, I've got to be honest. Relatively trivial that, but I'll tell you what wasn't trivial. In episode 238, we discussed how the NHS had been hacked. That's right. One of the largest employers of people in the world, I think it's like the fifth or sixth largest employer of people, was hacked this year. What a story it was. And this clip is from episode 238. The NHS hack that we spoke about last week Mm -hmm. has been resolved. Mm -hmm. You may have, you probably have heard about this NHS hack, uh, but in terms of it being resolved, it's been fixed, but the story behind it is quite interesting. Mm. It was a guy who has one of the most handsomest names ever known to mankind. I mean, people like that. I was, people with a name like his, I just want to buy him a drink. His name's Marcus. <laughs> Marcus Hutchins. And he's the guy behind solving this hack. Firstly, Funk, do you want to set up what exactly happened with the NHS hack again as well? Just a quick recap on what happened last week. So um, the National Health Service, the NHS, which is a publicly funded <clears throat> um, section of the healthcare provides free well not free subsidized healthcare for <laughs> good good so, point yeah, good point good yeah point. it's not free it's paid for somehow and um through our, our taxes yeah but it is literally kind of the it, it was set up um after the war by a guy called Nye Bevin and it was basically just a way to look after people from the cradle to the grave that was the slogan and over the years, it started to cost a lot of money because there's so much people involved in it. And this system now, which is um, this NHS system, which is kind of heavily uses a lot of computers and whatnot, got hacked with mm. a ransomware software. And it wasn't even the, the main target. This ransomware software infiltrated one in five trusts. And um, yeah, it was basically like, give me your money. And basically, it came around because the NHS forgot to update their computer system. Yeah, and it was just like complete ineptitude on an unprecedented level. Like, really? Mm. Around that time when they had to update the patch, the 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 software, they would have been notified, hey, you've got this much time till this is going to close or that much time. An organisation as, as huge as the NHS would have definitely had the notifications, but whether they were, they, they, um, they, they switched off the, the, the noise on the notifications, <laughs> whether they were too busy playing solitaire or whatever it was, they ignored it. Mm. And the XP support ended in 2016. And this hack dropped um, was it two weeks ago. Amateur mistake. Yeah. That's amateur. So man. you've had that whole window of time. Amateur. This guy was probably break dancing, doing body pops. Am I going to hit it now? No, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to wait till my birthday. Yeah. I'm going to go to Cancun first. When I go to Cancun, I'm going to come back, then I'm going to do it. Yeah. Kind of thing. He had the whole um, uh, uh, leisurely um, uh, time to kind mm. of execute this yeah. because the NHS was unprepared. The, the, the fifth largest employer um, public of people employer. in the world. Yeah. And they were unprepared like that, got caught with their pants down. Who do we think is the first biggest public employer? Do we know? Charlotte. The world's. Biggest. I'm guessing, mm, no, maybe not. I would have said somewhere like China. I want to guess first, but 
My guess is going to be rubbish. I was thinking it's going to be like a McDonald's or something like that. Oh, it's the United States Department of Defense. Yeah. What a surprise. Yeah. Actually, it's McDonald's. McDonald's is a. (laughs) (laughs) Same thing, innit? Terrorist. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, uh, Marcus solved it. 22 year old Marcus Hutchins, self taught computer whiz who works in cybersecurity. He basically found some lines in the code that had a domain name in it, bought the domain and shut the shit down. Really? He bought the domain and, and, and the domain was a kill switch for it. And apparently they gave him the week off work. <laughs> oh, man. Was, check it. He was already on holiday. Yeah. And apparently his reward was a week off work. So does he work for the NHS? No, I don't think he works for the NHS. No, he works for a cybersecurity firm. Oh, okay. Or he or in cybersecurity for himself. But like... And that was his bonus. Yeah. Oh, well done, <laughs> mate. You saved the world. Take a week off. No wonder superheroes go evil. <laughs> that's the that's the whole storyline of injustice too. Yeah, why they just go rogue? Yeah, because they're unappreciated. Yeah, is that it? Get out! But how's this for an idea, Funk? Now you call me paranoid. Yeah, before we wrap today's show, but do you not think that it's a little bit of a neat and tidy ending to a weird story? Like the NHS is hacked. Yeah, then. Just some twenty-two-year-old guy just comes along and fixes it out, and that, it seems a bit clean for me. You know, I feel like if I was trying to prep, yeah, the NHS for sale and say, "Look, it's not really fit by the people that are running it now." I would crash the bitch, yeah, like now, and then just so nobody came for me because I hacked it, I'd get some twenty-two-year-old to resolve it quickly yeah, yeah. out of nowhere. Some some computer whiz who accidentally found a piece of code in it mm-hmm. and turned it off. Don't you think that's a little bit? Yeah, call me paranoid. I mean, I I completely agree. This is this is clean yet messy. This was controlled anarchy. So mm. some <laughs> someone did this mm. to make someone look like a donor, yeah. and it worked. Yeah, well, the NHS looks like they need some Norton anti. If I was the head of Norton antivirus right now, yeah. I'd be on their phone like, "Hey, yeah, what you need? Yeah, <laughs> I got you." But what also? But I mean, before we wrap up this episode, but what also got exposed in the the week of the hack was, yeah. um a company called DeepMind. Did you did you hear about that? No. So basically DeepMind is a company run by Google. Yeah. And what has been happening is, is that they are they have access to the files and documents of every single member in the NHS. Yet no one has sanctioned that. So they they they're selling um details to a private company. That is crazy yeah. data. So they've been caught out. Yeah. So this this kind of came out as well. Once this hack came out and all this other stuff started unraveling, basically DeepMind are the company behind the the, the health apps on our phone where we enter it in uh, and doctors are kind of, um, doctors swear by it. They say that it helps them kind of monitor patients a lot more effectively. But the patients themselves aren't aware that their details are being held by Google and their, um, their, their kind of offshoot company called why? I love the name though. Deep yeah, sick man. Sick. Rah. Can I just say it again? Deep, Deep mind. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I want to look into that. I want to yeah. look into that more. But um, Bitcoin. Yeah. Is like the popular ransomware currency at the moment. Yeah. Uh, basically, Bitcoin's digital money. I hate that. Um, name. Bitcoin. Why? Yeah. It's not like Deep Mind. I like Deep oh, yeah. Mind. Something. There's something movie about Deep Bitcoin. Is just like. Mm, it sounds. Bit- it sounds cheap, isn't it? Yeah, Bitcoin. Yeah. Give me that moolah, that money. That do you take Bitcoin? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Bitcoin. Excuse me, do you take Bitcoin? <laughs> um, 
it doesn't exist in the physical world though really so it's like there are only 21 million bitcoins that exist um but this doesn't mean that once they're all got, uh once they have all gone there's no more bitcoins can be split into smaller units and there are 1 million bits in each bitcoin that's why they're called bitcoins okay um the price of them is going up i don't know like they, it goes up all the time I was like, how do you reckon i can get an exchange rate for a bitcoin i thought that their valuation is they're it, decentralized it, yeah, yeah it fluctuates one bitcoin equals 1662 pounds 21 pence how much 1662 pounds 21 wow. pence in pounds wow <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. we are in the wrong business <laughs> us dollars let me do it in us dollar $2,166 for one Bitcoin. Jesus. The price is generally going up. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, yeah, decentralized. Do you think that banks, might, they must hate us for that though, innit? they must hate Bitcoin because yeah. they can't get in there and mess with that. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. So do you think, they'll find a way though. Is that, oh, I'm, sure that I'm, sure, I'm sure the IMF will, will, will find some way to kind of tie that into. Do you think we'll all be using Bitcoin soon? Do you think we'll be that kind of, do you think, do you think you'll ever swap over to it? I mean, currency is currency, isn't it? Yeah. Would you be comfortable with a, de- a, a, a non-centralized banking system? I think Bitcoin is just outside of our pay grade. I think there will be people using Bitcoin, but not us regular poll folk. You know, like in John Wick, <laughs> when it's like one coin for a killing, yeah. they get that one coin. That's what they get paid in Bitcoins. <laughs> That's what they are. That's the physical representation of a Bitcoin. It's actually a USB drive. They unplug it and plug it into their computer. So like one coin... Do you think like super rich folk then they use it to make their deals? I think like so. I'll, I'll buy that boat for a hundred Bitcoin. Yeah. Crazy. More like 10 Bitcoin with the way that the price of that cryptocurrency is going up. Now, anyway, in episode 243, our very own Fung Butcher ended up working alongside Jeremy Corbyn's team. Yeah, uh, you didn't hear me wrong. Uh, the full explanation of the story is great, and that's why I'm about to play this clip for you. So, uh, that's about over a week ago now. Yeah. Um, I was at home uh, doing what I'm doing on my on my laptop, finish, finishing up some music, some bits and pieces. <laughs> finishing up some... <laughs> <laughs> you thought I was going to say something else. <laughs> yeah, fi- finish it off, <laughs> as, you, as you do. <laughs> and I got a follow from uh, the leader of the Labour Party, Jeremy Corbyn. And I was, was like, people just like, what? Yeah, so... Literally, the <clears throat> soon to be prime minister mm. Jeremy Corbyn, he followed me on Twitter, and I thought, just okay, this might be some sort of glitch. So I didn't announce anything initially, and then kind of like half an hour passed, an hour passed, and I still hadn't been unfollowed. So I was like, hey, yeah, maybe I can just uh, let let my people know. I'm in, I'm in with the big leaguers here. Yeah, so kinda, just just so you know, Cor- Corbyn wasn't just laughing at you trolling and actually click accidentally click follow. You know, it was for real, for real. Yeah. Okay. So. I kind of tweeted uh, uh, out that he's following me and then um, uh, I said, thanks. Followed him back. <laughs> I, oh, you did, I thought he was going to go booze and not. You yeah. followed him back? Yeah, I followed okay, him back. Yeah, cool, cool. yeah, so I was down with the party. All right, all right. And then um, I got a um, a DM about an event. Like you a, slid in your DMs. Slid in my DMs, Jeremy man. slid into yeah. your DMs. Yeah. Signed JC. I was like, <sighs> So... JC, as we call him, he's, he's, he's close friends. I he's, can't he's, call him that. No, you, you, you can call him yeah, that. Yeah, you, 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 you got to call him Mr. Corbyn, yeah. I yeah. call him JC. Mr. No, Mr. Prime Minister. Yeah, Mr. Apparently, Prime Minister. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so JC was um, 
having an event to kind of um, congratulate all the creatives who kind of helped galvanize the youth vote and got them mobilized and yeah, more aware of the importance of 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 June, Jan, mm-hmm. January, June the eighth, and um, how important it is to kind of their future. So they invited everyone down to Hackney, and um, there was a live event, and literally um, had the opportunity to kind of um, have a conversation with JC about the work I've been doing with, mm. um, and my thoughts on youth violence. But what I took away from it more than the ability to kind of get my my thoughts across was the level of engagement of this guy is just unreal it is not politician like at all really yeah like you know when you used to watch wwe and then the 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 rock used to come out and then yeah. someone had the the kind of the banner up saying the people's champ this is what this guy is yeah he's not like a a big six foot four samoan kind of wrestler <laughs> but he is the people's champ his time and dedication and genuine level of engagement. I mean, I was talking to him at the at the kind of the, the gathering and his kind of closest advice was trying to kind of hurry him off to his other pressing engagements. And he was just like, like, hold on, hold on, like, let this guy finish. Let's go this is this is the funk. No, I didn't say that, but he was just like, let this guy finish and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And he was he had to tell us several times. So I felt really infused by the fact that I really have this guy's ear. This isn't kind of a ploy. This isn't kind of one of those uh, PR stunts where you, you, you kind of kiss the baby. You know, mm, didn't mm. kiss me, but um, yeah, this isn't anything like that. This was a real genuine man of the people. And I felt like I had to experience that firsthand to kind of yeah um, shape my mind as to which way I've... I mean, either way, personally... Um, Theresa May's not going to get my vote but I needed to feel whether the vote for Labour on the 8th is a worthwhile one and generally this uh, generally speaking uh, this guy is the real deal real deal corpse there you go because I'm 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 very sceptical as to people's mm-hmm. personal I think everyone's got a, a face they show the camera yeah and and some of them don't, but and I'm very and I don't like hearing, I don't like reading about stuff online. Mm-hmm. I don't even like print media. Mm-hmm. But hearing it from the horse's mouth, yeah, from, <laughs> from you, Funk, <laughs> or should we say the 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 self driving no the, the the flying the tire car's mouth? Yeah. yeah, I feel like wow, wow indeed. And that was our best bits for how to kill an hour of 2017. We'll be back next week with our first show where we'll probably be creating content that we can use for next year's best bits. Right? That's thinking well far ahead. Uh, Yeah, next week we'll be back in the studio. Usual time in. How to Kill an Hour is the name of the show. There's plenty of ways to kill some time out there. I've been Marcus Bronzy. I want to give a massive thanks out to all of the presenters that have worked with us, all the guests that have worked with us this year. Producer Bill, obviously, as well, for grinding and also letting his his Twitter get cross-examinated. That was probably one of my favourite parts of the year billy boy uh, there's plenty of ways to kill some time out there don't forget before we jet out is that you can find links to all of the episodes that we have played clips for in the show description 
And don't forget to check out howtokillanhour.com, brand new website we've got up, full of great content, new ways to kill some time. Pretty much anything we talk about in the podcast, we will put articles up on howtokillanhour.com to check out. We're on Twitter, we are on Instagram, we are on Facebook, we are on Snapchat. You name it. Just Google us, actually. Put How To Kill An Hour into Google and you will find us. Plenty of ways to kill some time out there. Thank you for killing some time with us through 2017 and into 2018 and beyond. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultrasoft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.